Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, hello, good morning, good afternoon and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon and good night is because we are here in Adelaide on Radio Italia Uno. And of course, Happy Business Radio is podcasted thanks to Ron from Podcast City all around the world. And at the moment, I'm happy to say, I'm very proud to say that our station and this particular show goes to at least 40 countries. And we have been keeping track of the countries and the people who have been uh, sending us emails and messages and uh, we've added it up to about 35 a couple of months ago and then all of a sudden it jumped to, well, it was about 20 not long ago and it jumped to 30 and out over 40 countries. So thank you very much to all those people who've been sharing our podcast and especially to all our guests because, you know, and today is no exception. We've got a special guest today that I'll introduce very shortly. But it's a real pleasure to bring this program to you and, of course, we've had some really interesting questions and <laughs> it's funny because a lot of the questions are very, very similar. They almost ask the same question, but in slightly different ways. So um, I just wanted to say thank you to the people. I I won't try and mention some of these names because I haven't had a chance to uh, phonetically say them or say them correctly. But I can say we've had a few people, quite a few people actually, from Pakistan. This last month and this, this last two weeks, I've had at least 10 emails from new people from Pakistan. We've had... Oh, 30 or 40 new from New Zealand and around the islands and not all on the main islands and uh, quite a few from Fiji. All of a sudden I've had a lot of calls from Fiji. Now, I also have a lot from China, but I know that they're, uh, what do they call them? Um, Hello, I want to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how they find out about it, but they do. But jokes aside, we've had some people in Fiji who have shared the ideas and like the, the people in Singapore who shared it to their friends in China and also especially in India. And then there's a whole village in India doing something that one of the ladies here was doing. So that's like, it's just a privilege for me to be able to say, look, you know, we've been able to help somebody who's making money from listening to our podcast. But more importantly, here in Adelaide, just recently, there was a guy who's running a very successful business up on Grange Road and one of his mates who's been a friend of his for a while just by watching what he was doing all right started his own restaurant now you know to have the courage to start a restaurant at this time where it's like right in the middle of COVID and we're still going you know strong unfortunately but the fact is I think it's probably one of the best times because you know anybody can start things on a good day, on a on a good cycle, on on an up market, anybody can make money on the stock market. But when it's tough and the you know, it's a bull market and people are making money, then it's a lot lot harder. You know, um, if it's a bear market, it's one thing; it's bull market or whatever. But to start a business in a tough time, that means you must be doing something right. You know, setting up the foundations correctly, and that's what I really admire about this chap. And and we've been talking about. Every week I talk about getting a mentor, getting a coach, finding out before you do, make sure you've got the right accountant, make sure you've got the right lawyer, 
who is a, a business lawyer, not just a commercial lawyer, or can do contracts but doesn't know anything about business, or that could be a criminal lawyer, <laughs> would be no damn good in business. You know, like make sure you have the right lawyer doing the right paperwork. One of the guys that uh, we've been working with this week started, uh, bought a business a few years ago, just recently wanting to sell it and look look at getting out and early to retirement, found out his business is worth less than half what he bought it for. And when he went back to the accountant, they found out that the accountant had no idea really how to value that sort of business because a new accountant that looked at it from the person who was buying it said, hey, where's this, where's that, where's that, where's that? And this guy's saying, well, why didn't our accountant tell us about it? You know, and he called me up to try and help him. And I said, look, I'm, I'm sorry, I can do so much, but I can't help you, but I know who can, mm. right? So what I did was I put him on to somebody else. And that's what I say every week. Ask the right person. It's, look, it's very important to ask the question, but it's also important to ask the person who knows. Ask somebody who knows. And if you don't, Ask somebody until you find somebody who knows. And like I keep saying, if you have anything, any questions, whatever, let me know and I will find somebody for you. If I can't help you, I know who can or I will find who can. So this is really interesting because it brings us back to my uh, special guest for today. And my special guest today, and I just met like three, four weeks ago, less than a month ago, and we just seem to have a lot in common. And, and it's funny because they say that, you know, business people who are doing business have a lot in common. Professionals have a lot in common. When you look at them, you say there's a basic there which is in common, and this is it. And my special guest today is Ian McCallum. So um, that's correct, isn't it? Callahan. Yeah. Callahan. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong name here. <laughs> that's next week's. Um, Callahan. Ian Callahan. Sorry, Ian. Thank you for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me. It's yeah. great to be here. Ian and I were acting uh, in a, a mini series or a series together. But I, I know that Ian also has a lot similar to what I was when I was his age. He's a stunt man. He does martial arts and does and ran his own business and ran multiple businesses at the same time. So I thought, wow, he would be a good man to carry, uh, you know, and bring over to Happy Business Radio. So welcome, Ian. Thank you so much for coming in. No, thanks for having me. And and now you're doing lots of other things still. So let me ask you this. When you were a young man, yep. what inspired you to go into business? Did you have any idea that you wanted to go into business or what was your aspirations then? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, when I was um, I, in my head, I never I, I never considered myself as like a quote-unquote business person or whatnot. But then having said that, when I was uh, in high school, I was state finalist, young achiever. Um, this was in Victoria where I went to to school um, and uh, yeah and, and, I, and I sort of got that through a, a, I guess what you would call a micro entrepreneurial um, scholarship where basically there was a group of us or there were, there were many different groups that all banded together mm -hmm. um, to create a business entity and to run that and you know ha have an exit and, and see how so that was I guess where I first wet my feet right. um, yeah it was, was through that so yeah. Excellent so at, at what age do you think that you wanted to start your own business? Well I uh, well I basically had, um, I was always aspiring, like, I remember my first job was uh, at the Pancake Kitchen uh, here in Adelaide, well my first <laughs> hospitality job was at the Pancake Kitchen here in Adelaide, and um, and I remember I was working like drag shifts there, so from midnight till sort of 8am, and yeah. this was when I was still doing year 12, mm -hmm. um, so I'd finish that and then go to school. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> but I, I, even then, um, during those drag shifts, because obviously they're quite 
called drag shifts because yeah. they were they dragged on. They were yeah. pretty slow. Uh, and and I used to spend the time reading the the classifiers and seeing what businesses were for sale. And basically, like I remember then going through and just looking at all right, well, what are the cheapest businesses that I could buy? Yeah. Um, because that would be the easiest way to enter. And I remember it was um it was hairdressers and fruit shops uh, oh, wow. were pretty much the t- the two cheapest ones I yeah. could buy. And um and I figured out. That well, I, uh, cutting hair—that seems like that's a craft that you need to understand yeah. pretty heavily, and yeah. I don't know how to do that. So then I was like, "All right, I, I guess it's fruit shops." So I remember as um, as a seventeen-year-old boy catching a bus up to like the the very far northern suburbs to um, ne- uh, basically negotiate around form twos surrounding different fruit shops that were for sale, yeah. and and I was dead set that I was going to buy one of these and turn it around <laughs> and, and and start making some money that way. It never followed that through, but it did start a well. journey of about, yeah, like, yeah, it just became commonplace to me though. And I started getting very comfortable um, reading accounting forms and, um, you know, yeah, looking at business acquisition at, at, at that age kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, excellent. So this is important because a lot of people think about buying a business mm. and have never even looked at an acquisition form. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, for sure. No, for seriously. Sure. Mm. They don't know what a Form 7 is, a Form 11, a yep. Form 9 or a, a bank statement or, mm. you know, a profit and loss statement. They have no idea. Yep. So this is when I say to them about, you know, you need a consultant who can help mm. you. You need an accountant who can help you, not just do the tax returns. Because yep. you, you can go to one of these companies that just do tax returns at the tax time of the year. Yeah. You go in, you bring your stuff, they pay a minimal amount of money. They give you a thing and say, here it is. And now do it all online. Mm. And and nobody gives you any information about what how to minimize your tax. You know, they just do a tax return. Yeah, absolutely. And that's all they do. This is the biggest problem that I have faced in the past when I've helped people mm. with their businesses. I say, well, didn't you look at the profit and loss? Didn't you look at what time of the year makes the biggest profit? What time makes the biggest loss? Mm. When is the peak period in this business? When is the lull period? That's when you take your holidays, not not in the peak period. <laughs> you know, like people have no idea on those things. No, no. I so think- it's interesting that you were doing this sort of research and see – Somebody must have told you. That's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> not not really. I mean, I was raised by a single mum, and it was right. uh, so we, we had mum, and there was my brother who was a year older than me and yeah. myself, and um and our upbringing. Uh, we went through, I guess, different periods in life. Some where we, we had a lot of wealth around us, and other times where it was definite poverty around yeah. us and everything in between. But I guess my, my mum, she was uh, always a career hustler. She always tried different things, different, you know, she would try this and try that and try this mm-hmm. and try that. Um, so, I, you know, I, I guess from afar, I always saw that. Mm-hmm. But then when it came to, um, to you know, I guess forging my own path in life, I remember I, I, was, I was like, all right, debating, well, do I save up some money and open a business or do I go to university? And, mm-hmm. and the whole the whole um, thing in my head was, well, if I go to university, then when I complete my degree, then I'll probably go and work somewhere and then save up some money and then attempt to open a business. And then if it fails, then I'll go bankrupt. Yeah. But, or uh, if I go I, bankrupt now. Exactly. <laughs> And that was that. That was my mentality when I was sort of seventeen. Was I was like, well, you may as well just get started now. And then yeah. I was like, well, if I go bankrupt, mm-hmm. then I'll go to university yeah. and I'll spend a good portion of those years, stu- like leveling up and, and, and yeah. studying through through that route. So that's why, um, yeah, from a very early age, I was like, all right, well, I, I best I get it, better get started. <laughs> good on you. So tell me, at what age did you buy your first business? Um, so well, I didn't end up buying. Um, basically, I had uh, was working or start a business. Yeah, so I was working with coffee, and I'd won yeah. um, a number of awards. Um, sort of a state brister champion and, and, and so on and so forth. That's all right. Let's talk about that. those awards because you won <laughs> them. You know, you you didn't just get them; you earned them. So well done. Thank you. you. Know, thank you. You were the state barista champion. Correct. That means that you made the best coffee in the state 
to yep. represent the state. Yep, for sure. And, and then that's quite an achievement. Yeah, no, it was good. It was, yeah. it was a big, big learning curve. Um, it's very much, uh, it's a lot more full on than, than anyone seems to imagine that it would be. Um, yeah, you well, have for to, the benefit for mm. the benefit of the all the people listening on the podcast, mm. Adelaide is like more than thirty percent or a, a, around thirty percent Italian. Yeah, right. The whole state thirty percent is Italian or married to or associated with Italian. Yeah. So there's a big proportion of Italians here in South Australia. It's a lot of and coffee drinkers. South Australians <laughs> and. Italians drink a lot of coffee. So if you're a barista, which means you make in a bar mm. making coffee, and in South Australia, you must be damn good to win. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I want to make this point because it's a very, very, it's a big honour. Thank you. It's Thank a big honour, and I mean that quite sincerely. Um, so you, you've, you've done very well even to achieve that, you know. Thanks. And to go from there, and then you started your own. Yeah, well, basically, then it hit a point of like I was finally ready to um to to start a business, and it made sense to do something that I actually had half a brain in, <laughs> as opposed to hairdressing or um you know buying fruit, fruit and veg. And, yeah, and, and I'm selling that. So I was like, all right, well, I, I guess we're opening a cafe. Yeah. Um, and back then, uh, this was sort of 2008. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there there really wasn't a lot of what we would call specialty coffee. So at the time, we were definitely um, one of the first uh, sort of places that were offering different single origin coffees, different brew methods, um, siphon, pour over. Uh, and basically, it was like a candy shop selection of, of coffee. So when wow. you came in, um, it wasn't just you would come in and get a black or a white coffee or, or you'd come in and you get a latte or a cappuccino. It was like we at, at any one time, we'd have <coughs> up to you know, somewhere between six and 16 different origins available. Wow. And, and we'd, we'd make those on yep. a number of different, uh, yeah, brew styles. So we had old school lever piston machines. Yep. We had modern um, saturated group PID, like fancy machines yep. and um, every manual brewing method um, that, that we could get our hands on as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Look, we're going to have to take a break and we'll come straight back after that because this is like, I mean, it's very interesting anyway, but it's even getting more interesting. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. When you hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution, a family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious, COVID-safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them, 8232-3006 to book. Or follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home. And just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like Mighty South Aussies when shopping with us which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals, and great food lives here. Foodland, the mighty South Aussies, yeah! This week's specials at Foodland. Smith's Crinkle or Double Crunch Chips, 150 to 170 grams. A savoury special, just 225. Cadbury Bags, 150 to 350 grams. A sweet deal, only $2. And John West Tuna Tempters 95 grams, a very tempting 115. All half price till April 5th while stocks last. Great food lives here. Foodland, the mighty South Aussies, yeah. 
Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia Uno. Sito internet www.italiauno.com.au. Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. And of course, please, please, please support the people who support us. All I can say is we are so pleased to be able to help the people. We are giving special rates at the moment. So if you want to advertise your product or your service, please get in touch with me at Radio Italia Uno. Get in touch with Mark or any of the people at Radio Italia Uno and uh, talk to them about how you'd like to sponsor this program or you'd like to sponsor the radio station or you'd like us to help you promote your product or your service. And if you hear one of our sponsors on the on the show and you go to their store, just say, hey, hi, I heard you on the radio, Italia Uno. They'll smile and they'll give you a discount or they'll give you an extra something. I know because we've got some fantastic supporters and thank you for supporting all the people that support us. Now, my special guest today is Ian. Now, Ian, ever since he was at high school, has um, been entrepreneurial. And, of course, he's been doing stunts, he's been doing martial arts, he's been doing filming and acting. And so he's done a lot of things in, his, in, in the short years. <laughs> But what is really interesting is the way he grew his idea of what a business is and how to grow a business and how to start a business. And he started looking at businesses and looking at all the forms that are needed and to research a business, which is good, bad or indifferent. There are different forms that you need to look at and, and profit and loss statements and things like that. Most people don't even think of those things until after they're, or they're about to sign and then the accountant says, what about this or what about that? Or people buy a business without even looking at those things because they said, my accountants looked at them. And, you know, really you should be looking at them before you give them to your accountant. And if you don't understand them, don't go into the business. <laughs> you know, get a good consultant, get a good accountant who understands that part of the business. And not all accountants understand that part of the business. Now, Ian, on the other hand, was a barista. He became the top barista in South Australia. He won the award. And then he thought, if I'm going to go into a business, I might as well go into a business that I know <laughs> a little bit about, yeah. or quite a lot, obviously. So you had this, um, you set up your first uh, back in 19, 2008, mm -hmm. 2008. Right. And then from there, you, you grew from there. So tell us what happened then. Sure. Well, um, I mean, <coughs> I guess it, I think it's probably worth noting that, you know, when we first opened and, and you know, I, ha I had these awards under my belt and in my head, it's like, all right, well, we're, we're very passion driven. We know what we're doing. People are going to love that. People are going to come on board. But I remember like when we first opened the doors and we're all excited. I think, I think our first day's trade was uh, about $120. Um, <laughs> that's about 10 coffees <laughs> yeah 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 it was it wasn't a lot and um and, and i had one other staff member as well um so it was uh his name was brad so it was brad and i and um so but we, we would only trade three days of the week 
um, basically because that way I could still work four days a week at another restaurant mm -hmm. and earn enough <clears throat> kind of post-tax dollars mm -hmm. that I could use those post-tax dollars to then pay his wage, again, pre-tax, yeah. um, and keep that business afloat for the first couple of months mm -hmm. um, when obviously it was trading very, very low. Um, you know, this was the time before there was Instagram. It was, yeah. it was really right on the cusp but before before Twitter existed. Mm -hmm. It was very hard to kind of put, put your name out there and... Uh, you know, get get brand awareness before you're actually yes. launched. Um, so we started trading three days a week, and then um, and and I was working the other four, and then and then we switched that to trading four days a week and only working three. And then yep. after it was probably about you know sort of at the six month mark that mm -hmm. it started to I guess hold its own uh, as its own business where it was you know able to. Uh, I could finally say goodbye to the restaurant and, um, and you know, work solely in the cafe itself. Okay. Let me ask you this question because there's a question. Mm. Did you have a consultant at the time? No, not at all. See what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, there's, there's I mean, so many things was, that I wish I could have gone back okay, and um, established is, a stronger foundation. Now, this is what the gems mm. are. This is where the gems are. Because anybody out there listening to this now, mm. thinking of starting a business, these are the sort of things you need to know. Yep. So tell us, if you had known... What would be what would you have done different? Well, two two of the big things. One was that we we uh, clearly just from that story alone we started undercapitalized. Um, so I would have rather than delaying um, a full launch, I would have been better off just waiting another six months, saving up a bit more money, and then launching the business. Like just just had you know a bigger war chest, just just more yep. capital in the bank. Um, so that was that was one thing. Is is yeah, starting a business when I was too undercapitalized, uh, and then the second is is. Definitely um, having a strong, uh, you know, business-based accountant, um, someone who, or, or an accounting consultant, someone who could like really work me through the foundations to make sure that they were rock solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that as the business grew, and it grew very quickly after, like the first six months were, were, were very slow, but then um, as we'll get to, we sort of we then, we then jumped pretty fast. Um, and we jumped pretty fast on pretty pretty shaky foundations. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like definitely getting an accountant in nice and early and making sure that you're capitalised in order to, to handle any growth. And and the, the important thing that you said as well, accountant who understands that sort of business, because some accountants are very good at what they do, but not good at that sort of business it's like lawyers we mentioned earlier uh, they might be a criminal lawyer would be no good in a business lawyer yeah and a, a business <laughs> you know who do corporate law may be good at corporate things but not necessarily business mm. things and and the fact is you know talking to somebody else who runs a bar Yep. would have been a good yeah. thing. You know, yep. Yep. talking Definitely. to one of your previous bosses <clears throat> or would have been a good thing. But going around and saying, who's the most successful person in town? Yep. Let me go and talk to them. Yeah. You know, and one of the guys I had here in January mm. um, who is very, very successful in Adelaide or in Australia, um, when he had a shop in the city, mm. um, he was working flat out. And then he said that he got a partner in. He was told, you've got to get a partner because you can't work 24 hours a day. You work 12 hours a day, let the partner work 12 hours a day, and you, you do 12-hour shifts each, and you'll be rich. So he thought that was it. <laughs> but after the 12 hours, he still had to do another three or four hours of paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> so he was working 18 hours, you know. Yeah. And then he, he realised that somebody else in town had shopped there, shopped there, shopped there, shopped there, shopped there, business here, business mm. there, business. And he thought, how the heck does mm. this guy do it? And then somebody said, well, why don't you talk to him? Yeah, why don't you so ring him, him up? Why don't you interview him? You know, he read all these books to, to try and improve himself, but he just couldn't make the grade. And the guy said, 
he rang him up one day and he said, look, you know, my name's so-and-so, where do you live? And he said, I'm just down the street. He said, well, let's have a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy said, yeah, what? You want to have a coffee with me? And the guy says, yeah, come on, let's have a coffee. Yep. So the, this multimillionaire in mm. town went and had a coffee with this young lad and all of a sudden this young lad, like, <laughs> you know, drib- drooling, you know, having a coffee with this guy, writing notes as fast mm. as he, his hand could write. Yeah. And and then became himself became a multimillionaire, mm. you know. And now he is, a, you know, very big uh, person in town and around Australia, only because he asked the right questions of the right people, mm. you know. And that, that's what you said. Had you did that, had you done that <laughs> earlier in the piece, you would have um, waited a bit longer before you started, or you had mm. other partners or other. Um, things you know and this is important the reason why I'm, I'm re-emphasizing it is because people listening to this mm-hmm. are thinking of starting a business or thinking of changing what they're doing to start something new mm. so that's why I thank you for coming in because you've just given a lot of pearls wisdom. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me also you went from that business yep. how long before you started your next one well so the the next major step was um basically at the, about the 12 month mark our, our shop was like heaving it was overflowing we 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 gathered a lot of really good press surrounding uh, I guess the product that we were producing yep. mostly just because like there wasn't a lot of excitement around the Adelaide coffee scene at the time mm-hmm. and so uh, Gourmet Traveller came and did a write up and um, uh, I think it was Wine Selector as well came in and gave us like some, some really good press and um, we were only small, it was a very small footprint it was literally like we had three tables um, a bit of a communal sort of thing and then a standing bar and that was it yep. so it, it didn't take much for so us to mostly fill take up. away well in our heads that was that was going to be fine you know um, <laughs> our rent was very modest um, it was only a couple of staff so you know yeah. we, I, I guess we never really expected to be a, a really big big sort of movement so to speak but uh, but yeah so we filled up and then like I said about six months in and then we were kind of overflowing for the next six months mm-hmm. um, and then the site across the road became available so um, through some negotiation with our uh, land agent of uh, who, who happened to be acting on behalf of the new tenancy and our existing tenancy, um, we ended up taking the lease across the road. We, had, uh, we offered some pretty good incentives to sort of make that happen. Um, so then we basically set to work fitting that thing out across the road. Yep. And um, <clears throat> so we would trade during the daytime and then, you know, sort of whatever time we would close, I'd lock up walk across the street and, Open up and start and, working and there start working there so we start <laughs> you know building a table making a yeah. chair painting a wall building a bar doing and, and so on and so yeah. on and so on and then it sort of took however long it took we we, we didn't we weren't engaged with um uh you know a, yeah. a sort of a, an you weren't in a hurry or anything like that and yeah no it was just going to happen when it happened um so yeah we're going to come back and talk about that <laughs> because had you known what was going to happen it would have happened a lot faster absolutely okay look we need to take a break wow this is going so well How good is Mighty Joe's? They're brilliant. Mighty Joe's is the largest fruit market in South Australia. They handle all Italian small goods. And a family business. Yeah, that's right. Four decades. Joe and Francesco, they're proud to present fresh produce from local growers and local produce markets, passing massive savings on to you. And their service is so friendly. Tell me about the opening hours. Absolutely. They're open 7 until 7, Monday to Friday, and 7 until 5, Saturday and Sundays. And they have weekly bargains and specials, like nuts and fruit and veg, cold meats, pastas, and plenty more. And they've got a new shop. They certainly have. Mighty Joe's are now at 115 Finden Road, Woodville. Check their Facebook page, Mighty Joe's Fruit Market. I need some fruit and veg. I'm heading down right now. I'll come down with you. Yo. Ciao. 
Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone, delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone, Granito, Marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate, your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts, plus report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82 123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. And please, please, just keep supporting the people that support us. Radio Italia Uno is here, and I'm here every Monday from 2 till 3 on Happy Business Radio and podcasted around the world, thanks to Ron from Podcast City. And today, our special guest here, Ian uh, Callahan. Ian was... Um, from a very early age, entrepreneurial. He became the um, Barista for South Australia, Barista Award, uh, which is no mean feat. He won, like, being the best coffee maker in South Australia is a huge honour. And, of course, you know, South Australia, 30% or more, are South Australians are Italian background, so Italians drink a lot of coffee. So to win that prize in South Australia, you must be damn good. But what is really interesting, Ian, you've given out some really wonderful gems, you know, some pearls of wisdom. But also, you've inspired some people, I'm sure. You know, I'll get information and people say, how, how young was he when he first did it, you know? So it age does no barrier, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly the way people look at you. I was 21 when I was sort of like, you know, d- diving in and trying to um, make things happen. And when, mm. you, when, when you're, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed um, and, and trying to negotiate with landlords and, and you know, like opposing yeah. lawyers and that sort of thing. Like, they do look at you differently. They do treat you differently. Yeah. Um, but that's no reason to not do it, absolutely. Well, this is the thing, you see. When you're, when you're young, you know, 17, 18, and you were doing the work you were doing and then you started your own business, the fact is, not where do you learn how to negotiate a deal? Where do you learn how to read a contract? You know, that's mm. why it's important to have the right people around you you know you need the right uh, land agent you need the right person who is going to give you the right contract that's where you need a lawyer mm. who can look at those sort of contracts that's where you need an accountant to look at the right contract because the biggest problem in the past has been leases yeah 
and and so many people get caught up in a lease uh, or in a contract that they have to keep paying for another five years and then five years after that. Yeah. And if the landlord doesn't rent it out, you mm. still have to pay the rent. Yeah, and they go, what? I just thought I had a three-year lease or a five-year lease. Yeah. You know, but it's a five-year plus five and you have to pay for that extra five mm. if the landlord doesn't find. And sometimes they don't want to put somebody in, therefore they refuse to put the person in. You still have to pay that lease. There's so many tricks that you need to be aware of. But I'm impressed because the fact is you had one little location, then you moved across to another location. Mm -hmm. What plans did you have for that? <laughs> Not many. I mean, we we're, we're, <laughs> were really responding to market demand. Yeah, we just got very busy, very, very fast. Yeah, absolutely. And then we were sort of, you know, the, the tide was rising very quickly and we just had to, you know, swim very fast and quickly build build a boat around it that could that could hold it. And and the thing was, is that as soon as we moved across the road, that's when we really hit mainstream appeal and that's when we got very busy. So, you know, we, on, on weekends we'd have people lining up, like we'd have like steady lineups for about 40 minutes or so just waiting for a table. Uh, and that wow. was just that was just normal. That's just how it was. Um, so then we we traded like that again for another year, and then next door came for lease. So then we took that and mm -hmm. we expanded that out. Um, so then we, we sort of doubled our tenancy there, and then another year of that, and uh, we established another uh, another business within that that was retailing uh, and importing tea and different coffee brewing devices and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. um, and doing a big focus on retail coffee. Um, then we installed our coffee roaster and started roasting our own coffee on site as well. Then we were offered. Then, then we basically started getting offers from different landlords all around the city um, and surrounding suburbs, and we ended up taking one of those um, just off from Rundle Mall. So that was that was our, our next kind of venture, and then uh, from that uh, did another well, a couple of um, ventures with different business partners. So mm -hmm. first another cafe, and then a and then basically the a guy who had helped with the fit out for our city store. He was uh, friendly with another landlord who offered him something. He didn't want to be operational. So it was like, Ian, uh, come and help me open this bar. So we opened up a bar slash restaurant slash bar. Had like a downstairs area as well. Mm -hmm. so we did that one. Um, and then there was another thing in there with another <laughs> business partner. And yeah, basically we were just like, you know, so running around. Growing. Yeah, <coughs> growing, growing, growing very well at the time and sort of managing Excellent. the staff and, and so customers and expectations. So when, um, when other people came to you, mm -hmm. what were the first things you looked at? Um, I mean, what made you pick the partners? You know, I mean, obviously people come to you because you're successful. You know, it's like flies to honey. <laughs> but, you know, what made you pick them? Because we talk about happy business, how to be mm. happy in business, yep. how to have the right partners, how to have the right people. Mm -hmm. you, you know, your head is set on right mm. because the fact is that you were attracting the right people to you yep. or you were attracting people to you. Mm. But sometimes you attract people who are not necessarily the right people. Sure. How did you select? Well, basically, the first off, I think that one of the big lessons is is the the power of saying no. And so, like when we were first approached, um, we said no like four or five times, based around uh, one of the city venues. But then every time, the deal kept getting sweeter. Essentially, so um, there, there was, you know, had we have just said yes and, and gone ahead with it, I imagine it would have been like the first time that I expanded, where I was like in over my my, my head and just like, oh, okay, we got to do it. But just by saying no, which I think comes from, um, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot written in business books where you can have, you know, a sort of a fear and abundance mentality, and, and either of those dictates kind of the world that you live in. Um, but if you if you hold an abundance mentality that you know you can say no to this and the fact that if people are coming to you with deals that look good it stands to reason that if you pass on those deals that other people will come to you with deals because mm -hmm. nothing else has changed so you were appealing before now you, you're going to continue so to let me appealing. ask you this question did you say no to the same people mm, yeah. and then say yes to them yes so in other words when they first came to you yeah 
the deal was like at this level. Yep. Then they became better. Yep. <laughs> the deal became better. Yep. And they grew and you grew. And as you grew, yep. the more you know, the more you know. Yep. And across that process, <clears throat> we also got to know them a little better and, yes. and got to see that there was a value alignment, whereas yes. in the initial stages, it felt like they were just trying to, I guess, hijack our brand um, yes. and trying to bring that into theirs. But then um, as uh, it was definitely like two different things happening where um, we could see what our brand could do um, mm -hmm. in their venue. And at the same time, um, it just became a too compelling a deal to sort of say no to. So. Yeah. Mm. And so at, 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 um, at any one given time, you had several other businesses, but how many do you, did you run at any one time? Uh, About five or six? Yeah, I think, I think it was six, six <coughs> at, at, at its peak. At its peak, different, mm -hmm. different businesses. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you started with the coffee roasting, you started the tea, you start, you mm. employed. So that business expanded and expanded and expanded. Yeah. So this is what we're trying to teach. This is what I'm trying to help people to understand. Mm. You don't have to, you know, it's not about uh, starting a business and staying there. You can start a business, you can sell it to somebody else, or you can expand it like you did. You know, you had one room, then you moved mm. to two rooms, you know. Yep. Then you said, oh, we'll take that third room, but we won't put coffee there. We'll we'll do grinding there. Yeah, we'll do yeah, something absolutely. else there. Yeah. And There's then, so many ways to pivot once you're in the market. But, yes. it, you, but if, if you're not in the market, you sort of can't play. So Yeah. yeah. And, and this, this is important because so many people think that they just got to run one thing. Mm. Now, you know, like I, I'm trying to say to people, and now with COVID, people are really shaking up mm. all over the world. This is yep. the first time ever that people are uh, even more aware than ever before how things have changed. Yep. You know, during the 50s and 60s, you know, after the First World War and after the Second World War mm. and after the hippie revolution and after this and that, people say, oh, wow, you know, in the space age and all that. But today, because of the COVID, so many things have changed in so many ways that will never, ever go back to what they were. Absolutely. So we need to look at how else can we move forward and what plan do we need to have? And, you know, I keep saying every week I say the same thing and every person that I've ever spoken to, every businessman has said the same thing to me. Their plan was never big enough. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I say to them, you know, I was talking about planning and stuff the other day to somebody and I said you know, in your plan, where is a helicopter? <laughs> and he said, what? He said, you mean looking up from above? I said, yeah. yeah, that's part of it, looking from above and looking down on your plan. I said, but where is your helicopter? Yeah. And he went, huh? I said, where's your Lamborghini? Mm. Where's your Ferrari? Where's your Learjet? Mm. And he, he went, huh? What are you talking about? And I blew him away and he thought I was an idiot. <laughs> and, and, you know, his partner, he just stood back and he thought, you're right. Mm. And he said... This plan is not big enough. Yeah. <laughs> and every businessman, honestly, Ron will verify it, that we've had in here and I've out there interviewed and books that I've read, mm. every one of them said that their plan was never big enough. Yeah. You know, if I'd start today, I'd make it grander. Mm. If I start today, it'd be more magnificent. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's not auspicious enough. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to give yourself, you know, yeah. the... the permission to dream you may as well dream big yeah well that's why i'm looking forward to what you're doing next <laughs> so at the moment i mean what what happened is you, you've sold all these businesses now well, no it wasn't all all, all happy days yes, um yeah, yeah there, there was a lot of turmoil um we probably won't have time to get through it all but you know we can always pencil that in for for part two yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure we'll, we'll get lots of questions i'm yep. sure we'll get lots of questions and lots of recommendations or people saying thank you thank you thank you because i do i, I get people ringing me and sending me text messages or you know facebook 
Facebook messages or emails saying, oh, that was really good. I really got that, you know, I heard that five times or mm. I, I passed it on to my friend, you know. Yeah. So please do that. Set, you know, share it. That's why, I mean, we're in 40 countries at the moment mm. that because I know that, that where the emails come from. I know mm. where I'm getting my messages from, you know. So that's why I know that we're at least, at least 40 countries. And it's growing fast now. It sort of seems to snowball. So thank you to all our listeners and and we'll be back straight after this because we're going to come back after a message. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you'll receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. Hi, this is David Heath, and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music, and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for listening every Monday from 2 to 3 here in Adelaide on Radio Italia Uno and around the world on podcast. Thanks for Podcast City. Look, 
our special guest today is Ian Callahan. Ian is a very interesting young man. He's been um, doing lots of things ever since he was uh, at high school. He was doing entrepreneurial studies and entrepreneurial things. He became barista, South Australian barista of the year. He started his own coffee shops. He ran several different shops. He ran several different businesses. He started roasting his own coffees, uh, set up, you know, tea imports and stuff like that, and and uh, ran multiple stores. And and to do that, you know, you've got to have, you've got to be crazy, really. <laughs> <laughs> Or you have some crazy, but you also got to have a good business house in mind, you know, and and you got to have good mentors and good good people around you. Now, obviously, uh, Ian had some good people around him, but he didn't have an, enough, <laughs> you know, because if he, like we said, we were talking during the break, and if he if his plan was bigger, he would have been much much more successful than what he was, and he was already very successful. And that's every businessman I've ever business person, male or female, that I've ever interviewed have always said the same thing. At the end of the day, their plan wasn't big enough. <laughs> and every person's told me that same thing. So, Ian, thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you've you actually, me. you know, you've given us some really good pearls of wisdom and some great advice. Now, how long ago did you actually sell your businesses? Um, well, I exited, yeah, uh, 2019. It was literally December 31st, 2019 was, was my last day of trade. So you actually sold your business just before the coronavirus hit. Yeah, 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 functionally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I mean, if that's not a fluke, what was? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. And I guess sort of, yeah, the, with, with the exits, I've basically exited from a business in, uh, as far as I'm aware, just about every method that there is to exit from a business. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and through that, there were successes and failures. Um, yeah. And I think they're both uh, as important as each other. So yes. I had... Uh, businesses that I sold, businesses that I divested. Uh, I had an acquisition in there. I had um, the I had one go into administration. Um, so that was like fully going to court and whatnot. I had, uh -huh. and then uh, on on the last one, it was breaking lease, but it was negotiated out on 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 very good terms. Yep. Um, yeah. So sort of had had the ups and the downs and everything in between. Yep. Well, that's interesting because I mean, <laughs> which business doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, what did you learn the most in um, that time? What can you give our listeners? As a final tip. Well, I, I guess um, one thing is just simply that um, the, the book never closes. It, it's merely the end of the chapter. Mm -hmm. So no matter how bad things might seem, given time, you know, you, if you just remember to just breathe and, and, and take each day as it comes, um, the next chapter comes and, and the next chapter is always bigger and more exciting. Uh, I was I was really overwhelmed mm -hmm. um, by how exciting those next chapters uh, looked and had the potential to look. Um, and, and the flip side is, you know, again, again like when, when things look great, um, like everything's a cycle. Everything goes up and it goes down, it goes up and it goes down, and that's the whole roller coaster. And if you're not enjoying that, then, you know. Get like, out. Yeah, pretty well, pretty well. It's, you, Go and work well for somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got to enjoy the ride. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so can you give us an idea of what's next for Ian? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like, I'm still working in coffee. Um, I work for a local coffee roaster called Black Market Coffee Roasters, um, sort of in a brand management capacity there. Uh, which is a, uh, I, I guess, mo mostly I, I'm sort of there to um, help make their brand um, get out there and, and be more known. So it's mm -hmm. it's a very very mixed and varied role, and I, I love that about it. Uh, and then uh, I guess on weekends and outside of hours, I've got a couple other projects that I uh, juggle, um, sort of with tea, then that'll launch, um, you know, in the, in the coming months. Right. Uh, and then also my, my partner, she she owns a cafe slash patisserie. So you know, outside of hours, I'll 
you know, you, 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 she'll come to me with her headaches and I'll try and help her along with those. Good <laughs> on you. So you're actually acting as a business coach as well. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I actually obviously. Was, was doing um, formal consulting for, for quite some time and, and particularly because I'd, I'd been through, you know, the ringer. The ups on, and downs. On, yeah, yep. literally. Um, well, the, this is what I'm saying to all our listeners, you know, here in Adelaide or around the world uh, through podcast. If you have a question, you have a, something you want to know, mm. Um, send me a message, send me a text, send me an email. And, um, you know, like I said, if any question you have of Director Vian, let me know. I'll send it on to him, um, you know, and any help you require. It, I, I always say, if I can't help you, I'll find somebody who can. It's as simple as that. And ask the right people. Ask the people who know. Like, you know, there's no use asking a baker about how to build a ship. Mm. <laughs> and there's no use asking a butcher about a muscle. <laughs> you know, they might know the muscle in the in the cow or the calf or the in the meat that they're cutting up, but they can't tell you like a doctor would, you know. Yeah. And if you go to a dentist, you can't expect the dentist to uh, fix you up like an orthodontist would, you know, because they're specialists in that field. Mm. So, you know, accountants are very, very good. Most of them can do a good tax return, mm -hmm. but that's all some of them do. Yeah. You know, ask an accountant who does business and business taxes and, and uh, like you did, you know, you, you researched their forms, you researched the, the profit and loss statements, you researched all these other forms that need to be done when you buy a business. You look at leases and you look at how different leases and, and the sooner you start looking at different leases, then you'll help yourself for when you do go into a lease. So that's what it's really all about. So, Ian, thank you so much for coming in. It's no, been, a, it's been a real pleasure having you today. It's been great to be here. And uh, thanks for Ron from Podcast City and all our listeners here in Adelaide on Radio Italia Uno. Until next time, ciao, arrivederci, and goodbye. Ciao. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.